Welcome to Coffee with Kim. I'm Kim Kelp, and every week you and I sit down with fascinating, smart, and talented leaders, CEOs, and founders so that we can copy their homework. If someone knows how to do something really well, I want to know what it is and exactly how they're doing it. Get ready for aha moments, gems of wisdom, and little known tips and tricks that we can steal and use in our own lives. If you want to join these conversations and ask these experts your own questions, no point in just me having all the fun. Join us on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern live over on LinkedIn. Friend, happy Wednesday. It is so good to see you. And it's really good to see you on this specific Wednesday because the topic and the friend that we have joining us is something that I have been really excited about for weeks and weeks and weeks. If you're new here, welcome. We hang out here on LinkedIn Live and YouTube Live and Facebook Live, all the lives, every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We talk to interesting leaders and founders and experts to help us copy their homework and be better at our jobs and our lives. So I want to say big hi to Don, who's coming in from Austin, Texas, Paul from Dallas, Bob from St. Louis. We have North Carolina in the house, San Francisco, Florida. Wow, the Czech Republic, Germany. We got a lot of friends at our cozy coffee shop. If you haven't already, the chat is kind of where the party's at. <laughs> I mean, we have a party here too, but that is really a party as well. So say hi. Don't be shy. Get those little fingers typing. I'd love to say hi and welcome you to our table. I promise Shelby and Jim and Natalie and David from Belgium, we're going to be fast friends. So go ahead and say hello if you haven't already. I'm coming in from Austin, Texas. So boom, I'll go first. As you might have seen in the title of today's LinkedIn Live and Everything Live and podcast, if you're listening to this afterwards, the subject is all about something that I have had a lot of questions on, and I think you might be like me, and that is all things chat GPT and just AI in general. It's one of those things that you hear about a lot on the news, you read about a lot in the industry trades, but you might be like me saying to yourself, what is it? How do I use it? How should I be using it? What's going on? I feel out of the loop. So that's how I was feeling. And so I was like, let me go find an expert, someone who is an absolute wizard. And I don't use that word lightly, wizard when it comes to all things creative thinking, AI, and just really helping us use technology and leverage it to think better. It's kind of, it's kind of Dave's whole thing is how do we get to creative thinking faster and stronger in our everyday lives. So please, wherever you are in the world, Allison in Atlanta or Arnaldo in Sao Paulo, raise your glass of caffeine and help me welcome Dave to our coffee chat. Hello. This is, this is the finest Scottish toilet wine that I've created for today. It's, um... <sighs> Brilliant, Dave. I'm so excited. We'll take a big sip because we got a lot of questions about all things ChatGPT. But I just, okay, just a little bit of background in case anybody didn't do their homework about you already. You have for years been teaching people to kind of creatively think, 
and think about what they're doing in their organizations a whole new way. And then kind of chat GPT came along. And I feel like it's been such a game changer, especially for your industry. Well, yeah, I mean, the creative industries were the ones who I guess reacted to it the, the most uh, the most colorfully um, because you got most people saying this is terrible this is we this is awful it's 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 producing rubbish it's you know there, there's all of these things that people naturally say when they're frightened about uh, about their job um, and you know that's my my old industry I used to be an advertising creative director um, and I've been you know I've been a musician I've been uh, I've, I've been a TV director and you know so so I, I Creative industries are my thing. So to me, I, I'm always interested in actually what you can do with tools. I always like to try stuff out and test it. And, you know, my whole thing here, experiments and creativity, is that I'm always experimenting with stuff. And this, to me, just seemed like an incredible thing to experiment with. So I just dived in and uh, tried to see exactly what I could do with this, how you could get better at it. And I, I guess my... My, my nerdiness and my creativity kind of like came together and it's just, it was the perfect match for me. I, I love it. So for somebody who might be joining us, who is just sitting there going, Dave, like I've never played with ChatGPT before. You know, I don't even think I have a login. To, many people don't even know you have to log in. So there's a spoiler alert. You do have to create a login and, to open AI and, and create quick. something to yeah. get in. How would you even recommend people like start that journey? Well, the, the, to start the journey, I, I would recommend doing my course um, because it gives you an understanding of it. Most people who are doing chat GPT are kind of doing it wrong. Uh, and particularly when they start playing with it, most people write little prompts that will say things like, write me a poem about a sentient slipper uh, on holiday. And, and, and it will, it will write a poem about a sentient slipper on holiday. In fact, we could do it right now and see what it looks like. And they, they kind of, first of all, they go, ooh, wow. And then they go, yeah, but I don't see how that's useful. Yeah. But of course... That's not what is useful. What what impresses people is that people are generally pretty bad at writing poetry. So the fact that a computer can very quickly write poetry that's so much better than they can impresses them. But when it comes to other tasks, it doesn't necessarily impress them as much. But it's because they're writing the prompts wrong. And the the, the main thing to understand is if you give chat GPT less information than you would give a normal human to do the same task, you can't expect good results. And that's the sort of simplest I'm, I'm, thing to remember. I'm so glad you said that because obviously I took your course and we're going to keep referencing Dave's course. We'll drop the link in the chat. So no worries if you, if you haven't heard of it yet. Um, but one of the things that I took away, I'm curious, maybe we can talk about like three common mistakes, but one common mm -hmm. mistake that I'll, I'll go first that I was making was I was doing exactly what you said, just kind of using chat GPT more as mm, like Google, if you will, yes, like Google yes. instead of, and, and kind of how I got my mindset to work around it is I said, Kim what would you text a friend 
or, or like a helper or like a, an assistant or a coordinator or somebody that's helping you. I would not type a text message to a friend like I would to Google because I'd be like, hey, I need help with, you know, finding five hotels that are within a 10 mile radius of my speaking engagement. Like, can you help me like do this research? And once I started treating ChatGPT like a friend, which I know sounds really creepy, but I promise it worked, um, it was so much better. Yeah, absolutely. You, It's a collaborator. And, you know, the more respect you give it, so that, like, the more that you add into the conversation, then the better it responds. You have to see it as a two-way thing. So there's that first problem, I think, when talking about sort of three mistakes there. I think the, that first problem is seeing it as Google, and it's not. It's a very, very different thing. So the the, the difference is that uh, it's, it's kind of the clues in the name. It's chat, GPT. It's chat. It's about a dialogue. So you actually have mm -hmm. a dialogue, boom, 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 ping pong backwards and forwards to get to what you want. Whereas when you're searching for something, put in search term, bing, you've got it. Well, not bing, Google. <laughs> you've got it back again. So it's... Uh, it's not this just enter something, get your answer. It, it's a dialogue. And that's the way you really have to look at it. So that I think that's one of the, the, the big mistakes that people make. You're absolutely right. I think there, there's other mistakes that people are, think it's all just about getting. So just, just gimme, 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 gimme is what they think it is. You know, just, just they're asking questions and expecting just to get stuff. Um, but we've got our own intelligence. We have to see it as a collaborator. The more we put in to that discussion, the better the answers we get back. So our job is to try and direct ChatGPT and to give it the information that it needs to make the right decisions and come up with the best advice. And if we are not inputting that stuff, again, you can't expect great stuff back. If we're just clamming up and just asking questions, it's not, it's not the way it should work. So I've found that when I've been working with it, the, when I come up with an idea, I will say, I've, uh, you've just made me think of this. Could you expand on that? And it does. Um, and that's a great way of working. Well, and it really is. I know sometimes it can creep some people out <laughs> treating ChatGPT as a person, but I, you know, exactly kind of what you preach in a lot of the stuff, like really experimenting, getting creative. I mean, when you just spend two hours kind of farting around on ChatGPT, you do realize that you get better results when there is a lot of back and forth dialogue, yeah. really, and feedback like you would a real person, which I know is like kind of creepy. Yeah, but one of the things that I found was an absolute game changer for me was when I put in a prompt, I'd say that I'm working on this. I want you to maybe come up with some strategies and then I would say, but before you come up with anything, I want you to ask me questions and get yeah. all the information you need from me before you even think of giving me an answer. And at that point, it starts asking some really probing questions. And it's the kind of stuff that I came from the ad industry and I tried it out with some advertising kind of briefs. And it asked the, the kind of questions that agencies should be asking but they don't. <laughs> and it made me go, wow, you're asking better questions than just about any agency that I ever worked in. That's amazing. 
It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And maybe we can, maybe we can ask ChatGPT Andrew's question, but I'll ask you in mm. case you already know it. I don't know the answer to this, but what does the GPT stand for in ChatGPT? Let's, let's ask ChatGPT. Let's see there if I ask. can, uh, let me see. Can I, can I get ChatGPT up here? There's that. Wow. Here's ChatGPT. Uh, Let's make you big. How do we make you big? What does, what does uh, the GPT and chat GPT stand for? Question. Uh, there we go. Uh, something went wrong. There we go. I need to log in. Isn't that good? <laughs> this is good. See, this is what we're learning. You have to be able to log Verify in. This is very important. Human. There we go. Uh, there we go. What does the GPT chat GPT stand for it's it's something geeky that it stands for so it's not something okay, that you would it. there we go generative pre-trained transformer isn't isn't that nice and sexy there we I go mean, isn't that isn't that really you know isn't that good? I'm glad I'm glad that Lisa brought this up too because when ChatGPT is coming up with these answers, you know, it's really just kind of scanning the web and it's scanning Google and it's scanning no. kind of what's no. Nope. nope. Mm. It's not ChatGPT is not currently connected to the internet. Oh wow. So what is it scanning? How is it getting all its info? So what it did is they scraped lots of data up mm. until December 2021. And that is what it's trained on. So it doesn't have any information from December 2021 onwards. So it's, mm. it's, it's pre-scraped internet data. Now, when you ask them, what is the information that is in that pre-trained data? Yeah. They can't tell you or they won't tell you. So we know we're pretty sure there's things that's like Wikipedia in there. There's, there's academic papers in there. But as well as that, there's there's the dross of the web in there as well. You know, yeah. the, the, the sewer of the web, a lot of that has made it uh, into what it's trained on, which means that uh, what happens is, you know, the, the internet is, as you know, it's 90% it's, it's crap. It's 9%, all right, and it's 1%, woohoo. Now, when you look at it like that, and then you think that what ChatGPT does is, is it, it kind of averages that out. It takes you to somewhere kind of to the slightly upper level of crap, but it's still crap. So it's actually chat GPT. If you don't write your prompts properly, it, it, it gives you averageness. So mm. that's kind of what it supplies. It supplies adequacy in just about everything it does, unless you are very specific about your prompts in narrowing in on the kind of information that you want it to be drawing from and the quality of the information. And that's why it's really important to write great prompts rather than generic prompts, which just means that you get generic information that, that it's feeding on. Okay, so knowing that there's that December 2021 cutoff, I really love this point as well. If I were to ask ChatGPT about an article in, I don't know, let's call it the Wall Street Journal or, or some newspaper from, let's call it 2001 or something like that. But that was usually 
behind a paywall, mm -hmm. would it be able to access that information or we just don't know? We, it, it's one of these things you'd have to test it. But one of the things I can you tell you is when you, when you ask for sources and, and maybe you ask mm -hmm. for links or whatever. So I do lots of yeah. stuff that's in the field of academia. So, so I, I'm looking for academic information and I ask for papers. Right. And that was one of the things I first started to do is, is, is give me academic papers that refer to whatever. And it mm. gives you stuff that makes you go, oh, fantastic. And then you check out all the links, none of them work. Now, what uh... is that? Well, it's actually one of the things, it gives you plausible bullshit. Yes, it's one of the things that, that it does is that it will, it, people say it hallucinates, you know, it makes up information, but it makes up really plausible information if it doesn't actually have the right, uh, the right information it can draw on. So it will mm -hmm. bring up academic studies that it makes up that are very, very close to actual ones. Now, this is improved with ChatGPT4, but ChatGPT 3.5, it was coming up with a lot of plausible BS. Oh. It's improving with ChatGPT4, and then they're currently in beta at the moment with plugins, and one of the plugins allows you to connect it to the web. And that allows you to get uh, references then. But if you're wanting to get stuff that does have references, using ChatGPT that's part of Bing is supposed to be more reliable. But also you could try um, Google's Bard as well. And I found that Bard is more accurate in giving uh, references for its material. Wow. So, so basically, I guess it sounds like with this newest, newest update, when it's going to be connected to the web, potentially, that information will be updated, I guess, as much as the web is updated, right? Kind of the way that it will work, I think, is slightly different to that. I think it still uses its pre-training uh, data for the okay. basis of it. But for certain stuff, it can go off to the web to find individual things to bring back. But the majority of its knowledge will still come from the pre-trained data. They're not going to constantly be updating the pre-trained data. They will update it at right. some point, but they're not going to be constantly updating that minute by minute as the web changes. Um, this plugin, I believe, is more about going to the, the web to get what it wants and then bring it back. And then bring it back. Okay, so when we're thinking about leveraging ChatGPT, I really am excited about Giacomo's question here to you, which is, you know, when we're thinking about creativity, which is something that you specialize in and doing these experiments, how can we use this for things that we would struggle with, like writer's block or feeling uninspired or not knowing what to do next? What are your, some of your favorite ways, I guess, creativity-wise creativity to use ChatGPT? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great at so many parts of the creative process. Again, one of the issues that we have with people with ChatGPT, when they think about using it, they see a bigger task and they'll say, write me a report on such and such. And not understanding that that task has got lots of individual tasks within it. So, yeah. for example, with, with creative stuff, coming up with a creative idea is not one thing. It's not one task. No. You've got, uh, you've got the information that goes into your head that feeds your mind. Uh, you've got inspiration 
as well that makes you go, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for. These are the kind of idea combinations that I might try. Um, you've got your own personal skills and your own ways of combining information to get new ideas. You've got your judgment. You've got your communication skills for actually expressing that idea. All of these things are different skills. So coming up with an idea is not one thing. So what I do with companies, and this is something I, I'm thinking of doing a course on, is actually how do we, how do we understand how to use ChatGPT in our own jobs? Right. And the secret is this. <laughs> it's quite simple. What you do is you take your big task and you divide it into all the micro tasks, all the individual things that go into that. And then you take each of these micro tasks and you put it into one of three different lanes. One lane is that's something that I will do entirely myself. I'm the best, I'm the best person to do that. The next lane is that's actually something that the AI would be good at. I'll get the AI to do that. And then the next lane is I will collaborate with the AI and we will do that together. And you then take these micro tasks and you work out where they go. And I've discovered that I've been doing this for creating videos for doing online content and discovering that the column that fills up the most is the collaborate collaboration column for me. Uh, within that, is uh, there's a couple of things that I would get the AI to have a stab at itself. So when you do that, you understand that your job is not one thing. It's lots of stuff. And it's to work out what's best for the AI to do, what's best for you to do, and what's a good thing that you can do together. I love that. And I love that Arnold kind of built on that and said that he's using ChatGPT kind of similarly mm. to what you just said, you know, really you know, putting something like crude oil into the system and you just kind of have to keep mm. refining it, keep refining yeah. it um, at the end. Uh, but his question is basically, how could I be more assertive in asking for the best sources of primary information, even if it's the current unplugged version from the web? Well, Arnaldo, use Google. Use Google. That you have to understand what you use Google for what Google's good for, use ChatGPT for what ChatGPT is good for. ChatGPT is not currently set up to give you these resources, to give you that level of uh, accuracy and sources. Google can do that. Uh, you could also try um, Google Bard. Google Bard, yes. from my experience, it isn't as good. It's not as creative. It's not, it's not great at conversational dialogue. But at things like uh, trying to actually find raw information, trying to find studies to cite, I've found that it's much better at that. It is much better. Okay, I'm so, so excited that Mo has asked for an example of kind of these smaller tasks and writing prompts, because mm. I, I think for anyone who is going to watch your course, like I did, that was one of the biggest takeaways was really how do we write a chat GPT prompt? And Dave has this amazing acronym that he calls CREATE. We do not have time to go over all of CREATE. So there's a little yeah. uh, commercial once again to watch the full course. 
But Dave, I guess one of two questions, either can you run us through create kind of the, the light version, the Diet Coke version of mm. create, if you will, or do you want to pick one of the acronyms from create and kind of go full fledged Coca-Cola full Here we go. Let, let's do the, let's do the Diet Coke version. You should be able to okay. see my my screen here. So yes. there's a P PDF that uh, people get to download from the course that's got yes. all the prompts that I mentioned in the course and also covers this framework here. As you can see, create down there. So you've got, the first one is character. Character is what is the role that we want ChatGPT to play? That's a really important thing to do is to say, I want you to be a expert in whatever. Request is the thing that we're asking it to do. We might want to give it some examples. We cannot expect that our prompt will be right first time. So we're going to have to put in additions, little things that just tweak the response we get back from it. Then we want to tell it the type of output. And now that could be give me a script, uh, give me a table, uh, give me a blog post, uh, write it in uh, Markdown. So it's like H1 and paragraph tags and all the rest to put into stuff. And then extras are little superpower things that we can add in there. And like when I was saying, uh, using uh, using this thing of saying, ask me questions before you give, it, give an answer. That's one of these extras that really totally changes what you get back. To okay, can you give us an example using that kind of create, maybe you can bring it back up on the screen, but, but can you give us an example of something that you would like for anyone, I'm a very visual learner. So it, it, can you yeah. kind of walk us through like character, you know, imagine you're yeah. a world-class copywriter or something like that. Ex exactly. So it's that kind of thing. Um, imagine you are, now, now what makes me very happy is that the legal profession will be affected by this. You know, they've been, they've been uh, taking far too much money off me for years. Um, <laughs> so um, the, the legal profession will be affected because you're able to say you are a highly experienced uh, litigation lawyer who knows how to give the best uh, advice on whatever, you know, whatever corporate thing. So that's the, that's the character. Then you've got your request and your request is um, give me uh, three pieces of advice to help me get an overdue client to pay their bill. So that could be the R, yeah? Then you've got your examples. Now you could at that point, you could put in examples, but that probably doesn't need examples in this case. That's an optional one. Additions, well, we get to see what it gives us back and then we might want to put some additional stuff in there. The type of output, we could say, Format your response as a table in three columns. The first column tells us the advice in a sentence. The second column tells us the, uh, the reason why this is important. And the third column expands on it in a paragraph using legal language. You know, so type. Then you've got extras, which again could be ask me for any questions about my specific situation before you offer me an answer. So that would be how I would use the create framework for something like that. And uh, as, as you could see, that could actually be quite a useful one. I might actually have to note that down myself in the future. Yeah.
might want to note that. Okay, wait, if we got Philip asking for an encore in the back. Please bring Creep back up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> it's, David, we got a request. I, I mean, I, I would say, Philip, go take the course. It's all there in the course, and it gives course. you it gives you the link, and, and you will be able to see, Philip, you'll be able to see this entire document that has got yeah, the create framework, um, expands on all of these things there. It goes through, it gives you loads of prompts. Look at it, look at it, there's loads of stuff in here. So, um, Philip, just please take the course. It's the, it's the best thing to do. At the moment, the course is free. Uh, free, everybody, free yep. 99, the best no. price there ever was. And, and it's free, I believe until like mid-June or something like that, even if you do not have a LinkedIn learning account. So there are a hundred AI courses that LinkedIn are giving away for free and mine is one of them. So there's no excuse not to take this course, even if you don't have a LinkedIn learning account. That's right, you've true. had Create up there long enough. If you've not taken a screen grab by now, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. <laughs> Get it out of there. Get it on out. I love this idea. And for anybody, you know, who is really, again, curious about ChatGPT and honestly, like a little intimidated. I know that that was kind of mm. me. It was a little intimidating. I heard people talking about it like at parties or, or at work. And I was a little bit like, I don't really know what I'm Jeez, doing. Can you go I, to some dull parties? Uh, right. When I come, when I come to Austin, we're going out. <laughs> I have to say like the best piece that I think your course really kind of encouraged me to do was to just play on it. Like to just really kind of have fun, which was such a, I'm, I'm not used to doing that when it comes to work. <laughs> well, I, I, it's the best thing for, for just about anything. If you want to learn anything, play. There's, um, th there's a terrible mantra that I, I sometimes use, which I would have to use bleeps here, but it's F with S is, is what you have to do when you're trying to innovate. Um, so a very potty mouthed mantra. And it, um, it's really important that with new technology that you do that. If you take new technology, say it's a new feature on Facebook and you follow the tutorial and do exactly what it says, you will get the results that everyone else is getting. If you F with S and you do something that uh, is trying to use it for stuff it's not meant for, you play with it, you try and abuse it, you're going to get some pretty interesting results. It might not work. Uh, the results might be useless, but you're going to find something out. So I always like to mess around with stuff. Uh, try and learn lessons, uh, to play with things. And it, to me, that is a really, really important part of learning. So as someone who, I guess like yourself, I'm, I'm an educator, but before I'm an educator, I'm a learner. And I think I'm a really good learner because I experiment constantly. I'm constantly trying to do stuff that's, uh, that, that's different. I'm constantly trying to abuse stuff. I'm constantly playing with technology that I've never played with before to see what results I get. And that is what ChatGPT is perfect for because at the moment, it's still the Wild West and we are experimenting. And I'm seeing the way that some people are writing prompts and it's really interesting. So I'm, 
yeah, I, I'm loving playing with it. And I'm, I'm still trying to find new ways of doing things on it. And that's, I think, the most exciting part is the more you play with it, the more you think I can use this to, you know, find the best hotels or find an ideal schedule mm -hmm. or I'm only in New York for 24 hours. What are five things that I should be doing? You know, you can yeah. really ask it again questions that you would. I mean, I keep going back to it, but that you would text a friend. Hey, yeah. I'm coming to Scotland for four days. What, what are some must-see things? And ChatGPT will, will put out kind of, here's some, yeah. you know, classic tourist things that people have said are great or that, that it thinks that you should see. And so I think the more we can also think of it outside of work for some of those like personal things as well, that's also going to be super interesting. Yeah. My, my, my friend James here has just come up with a, a F, F with S. He says is futz with stuff. So that's um, with stuff. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're recommending here. <laughs> James, this is why we like it. it or Carlos, <laughs> F with us. Either way, this is what we're this is what we're encouraging. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Dave, I'm really excited to dig into some of these um, kind of resource-based questions for with you mm. because I feel like you have a ton of great resources when it comes to this, but what is something that you have started using or doing lately in your kind of everyday work life, not chat GPT, um, that you just really love? It could be a specific app or a specific software that you're just like, I've really kind of enjoyed playing with this. And I think it's useful and cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing, I mean, other AI stuff. I'm playing with Midjourney oh. a lot. So, so Midjourney is a text to image generator that is just unbelievable the, 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 what you can get out of it. I mean, there was somebody- Wait, what does who, that mean? So, so you put in a prompt and say, uh, give me an image of a, a black and white photograph of a child with a red hat, you know? <laughs> and and, and you, you can say with a, 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 Canon, uh, a Canon 5D with a 50 millimeter lens. And it will come, come up with an image that's like, oh my goodness, that looks as if it's a photograph. That is exactly what I asked for. It, 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 what it gives you is just unbelievable. So I'm learning prompts on that because I'm going to be doing a course on that for designers and art directors, how to use Midjourney as part wow. of your job. So I'm, I'm planning that, that course at the moment. That'll hopefully be out uh, in a couple of months. And uh, so that, that's one thing is I'm, that I'm doing. Is that free? Mid-journey? Uh, you, you get a little bit for free. You know, it's, it's like getting someone started in crack. Yeah. Give them a little bit for free. And then, you know, pay me the money. Yeah, load me up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. Wow. We've, got, uh, we've got digital crack here at the moment. And oh, a oh, Amber has oh, Amber has a juicy question for you, Dave. Oh, juicy! I like juicy. Mid journey to be unethical since it pulls yes. from artists without consent. Ooh, there juicy. are lots of ethical questions. You're absolutely right, Amber. Um, what I really like, I've been, I've got access to uh, Adobe's text to image oh. stuff. So Adobe have brought out, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, somebody in the comments will be able to put in what the, the name of Adobe's thing is. Um, yeah. But Adobe brought out uh, a service <clears throat> that only uses approved images. 
because we're about to see, I believe are going to see some legal cases that are going to start constraining what AI can do. So with Midjourney, because it has, it uses a learning, it's, it's buckets of learning data has been scraped without permission from lots of different places. And we know this, that it's the same with the, the other um, text to image, big one is, is stability AI, stable diffusion. And on some of the stable diffusion one, it actually, it creates images that still have a Getty water, watermark on them. <laughs> Getty images watermark. So Getty are like, okay, you can't pretend you didn't steal these images from us. So, so Getty is suing them big time. Now, when that happens, we're going to start seeing uh, we're going to start seeing a clampdown on the training data for yeah. these. I'm going to be really interested to see what happens. As somebody who I'm also, a, I create art. I guess I could call myself an artist if I wanted to be pretentious, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I create art that goes on walls. And it's, um, as somebody who creates art, I understand with my artist friends, I understand why they've got an issue with this. Uh, there's certain issues that come into it. It's not just about the training data. What's happening in some of these, like in Midjourney, is people are then taking an artist's name. They like this artist's style and they put that artist's name into their prompts and then they share their image and it's got that artist's name included in what they share. And what's happening is when people now search for that artist, AI images are coming up rather than the artist's own images. So there's these other issues that are coming up and there's lots of this ethical stuff, but this is because it's the wild west at the moment. It will yeah. settle down, but we do need these AI companies to be, I, I guess, more ethical in their approach. And as somebody, you might think that because I'm talking about how to use chat GPT and because I'll be doing training on mid-journey, you might think that, oh, he's completely drunk the Kool-Aid and, and he is totally behind AI. I've not. I am a skeptic or a realist about this. There are some very dark issues that we probably don't want to delve too deeply in just now, but there are some very dark issues around this that I would like to be sorted. I do support the six-month ban on further developing AI because we do not know the effect that this is going to have on industries and we don't know the effect it's going to have on people. The, the, the psychology, the, the people's um, well-being, all of this stuff, we don't know. And we need to have a pause so that we can get some kind of indicator, some kind of barometer of where the potential problems could lie so that we can mitigate against them. And if we just keep uh, going pell-mell as we are at the moment uh, on this almost infinite growth curve that we've got. I am worried about that. So I personally think that we need to go, right, let's take a pause where we are just now and uh, we'll take a meter reading on this and see how we're getting on. Yeah, take, take a moment, take a breather. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad you brought up kind of 
how how people can really be thinking about this. And obviously, I'm going to encourage everybody to to follow you for the latest and greatest when it comes to kind of what's going on in this world. And I know you've kind of given us a sneak peek about some future courses and learnings that you have coming down the pipe, which I think are going to be really needed and exciting. But I'm curious if there's anybody that, that you follow for sources of information or podcasts that you listen to or newsletters yes. that you subscribe to that you just think, wow, I get a lot of insight and value and I really recommend these things. Well, let me, um, let me recommend a site. I wonder if I share my desktop here again. Um, yeah. Future Tools. So futuretools.io. And here it's just constantly updated. The, the guy who runs it has got a really good YouTube channel and he updates this every day with several new AI tools that come out. And as you can see, you can go right for fun and it gives you the ones that are for fun. Uh, here's research, right? There's research tools there. So futuretools.io is something that I, I would recommend. Um, there are some other... There are some other really good things out there, but that's the one that I, I would say is, is probably worth following this guy on YouTube. And yeah. uh, I'm going to his site regularly to check up to see what's been released, what's in the pipeline. There's also a site that if you're wanting to nerd out on this, there is a site that's called Hugging Face. I wonder, let me get, uh, let me get Hugging Face up here just now. Hugging face. I bring up my desktop. The AI community building the future. Uh, let me log in there. Will it let me log in? Go on. You let me log in? Oh, no, it's not going to let me log in right now. But um, Hugging Face is basically where a lot of the experiments happen. So you can actually go and see. If you look at the, the highest rated experiments that are in there or the latest experiments, you can try out what people are doing. So there's amazing stuff there that can do not just text to image, but text to video. There's something that's come out in the last couple of weeks that's extraordinary, that, that's on Hugging Face. And also they've released this feature for um, Midjourney. And it's doing the text to image backwards. So you put in an image and it will write you the text. Here's the prompts that would generate an image like this. So it means that you can get stuff that will recognize styles, recognize the content of an image, all sorts of things, the composition of it, and then help you recreate it or use that style to apply to something else. It is extraordinary what's happening at the moment. Absolutely extraordinary. I Okay, so this might play into my, to my last question. Okay, if you could give us all a homework assignment, to do like the, for the rest of this week or this weekend, it might be to use future tools. <laughs> but if you could give us all like a homework assignment, what homework assignment would you give us that you just think like, yeah, you should do this over the weekend? Well, obviously you want to do the course first. Um, but then after you've, after you've done the course, I mean, start writing prompts that are interesting things. Look for... I would say that the exercise really to do is look for part of what you do as a, mm. in your job. Yeah. And do the exercise where you split it up into micro tasks and then go, what tasks 
do I do myself and what tasks can I do with the assistance of AI or totally by AI? And then try and write the prompt using the create framework that I give you in the course. If you can do that, you've got it nailed because that is the skill that you need going forward is to understand practically how you can benefit from using ChatGPT or using AI in your role to make you better at what you do. And it's to think of this in the way a lot of people I'm finding are looking at AI and ChatGPT and looking at how can we do more work? How can we do things faster? How can we do things with less effort? Yeah, can help you with that, but that's the wrong attitude. It's how can we use the AI to help us do better work? How can we be better at our job? How can we use it to basically turn us into a superpower? So I can do a bit of coding. You know, I'm, I'm fluent in HTML, I'm fluent in CSS, but when it comes to JavaScript, I really, I barely know how to ask where the toilets are or order a coffee. So I, I don't really speak JavaScript that much. So what I do is I have turned ChatGPT into my JavaScript assistant and I'm asking it to create tools for me, online web tools. Mm. And some of the stuff it's creating is amazing. And I'm pushing it to create more and more complex things. And if you want an example of a, a tool, I've created something. Let me get up here a tool I've created that you might want to play with. That's called just yell but it. I'm going to bring it up and show you. So you can see here, just yell dot it. And what you do is you put in what your message is. You go, uh, hello, Kim. Um, is that coffee in your mug or gin? Um, and then you hit let's go, up comes the message. And then what I do is I click the little guy in the bottom left. I've copied the URL to that page so that now when I paste that into a comment, which I don't know if that comment has just come up, hopefully it has. Yeah. Then if you click on that link, it takes you to the page that I've just created. Wow. So I got ChatGPT to code most of that for me. I did little tweaks to it, but I got it to code most of that for all the functionality. It takes the message and it codes it in the URL so nothing is stored online. It's all stored in the URL, so the message is coded into the URL. So when you click on the link, it's all in there. It's all coded in the link. Nothing stored online. So I hadn't seen anyone else doing that. So I thought, I'll give this a go, create this silly little web app. And there you go. You're the first people to see it. I've not told anyone about that before. <laughs> wow. Well, I wish I had the fire emoji that you were showing me before off camera. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Boom. It's a boom. <laughs> mic drop moment. I mean, that's, that is. That is a, that's a, that's a boom moment. Um, this has been so incredibly helpful, Dave. Where can people find you, keep following you, keep accessing all of this amazing information that you're putting out? <laughs> well, I've got a URL here. that, that This um, takes you along to information about the course. Uh, also, I'm working with companies. If any of you have got a business and you're interested in how to 
use AI, get your teams to use AI properly. I'm working with companies to do that as well. But there you'll find the information about the course and some of the things that people are saying about it. I've got over 75 uh, comments that people have made about the course that you know I, I found quite fun. So go along there. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly Googleable. I mean, just just look at this name. Just look at that. It's 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 ridiculous. It's some strange Norwegian name, I believe. And there's only five Dave Burses in the world as that we've been able to find. And I seem to own Google. So it's so simple to find me. You can find me hiding under my own name. And um, yeah, I just drop me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Drop me a message. Let's let's chat. <laughs> I love it. Well, David, thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and breaking down this somewhat complicated system for us and making it fun along the way. We really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for joining us for today's mini workshop all about chat GPT. We are excited that you took the time and effort to hang out with us today. We really appreciate it. As I said before, we hang out here every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Next week is no exception. We have Selena Resvani coming to join us mm. with her book, Quick Selena's Confidence. Brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. Uh, we're going to be talking all about how to build confidence for yourself at work and in your personal life and all of her tips and tricks to help you do that. So I'm really excited. So thank you everybody for joining and we will see you next week. Thanks so much. Whew, that was some good stuff. Thanks for being a part of this week's Coffee with Kim. If podcasts are your thing, subscribe to the show and you'll see a new episode appear next week in your favorite listening app. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern over on LinkedIn. You can RSVP at getcoffeewithkim.com. I want you to have your questions answered because why should I get to have all the fun? And let's be honest, you know how to ask some hard hitting questions. My guests and I cannot wait to meet you. See you soon.